Coming to you from the Center for Social Confidence in Portland, Oregon, welcome to Shrink for the Shy Guy, helping men everywhere go from social anxiety to social domination, with your host, Dr. Aziz. Hey, welcome to today's episode of the show. I'm excited to be with you today because if you're listening to this, then you are bold. I know that you're bold because the title of the episode is How to Desensitize Your Fear of Rejection uh, with my guest expert, Scott Allen, who we're going to dive into that interview in just a minute. And if you're listening to a show called How to Desensitize Your Fear of Rejection, you're already facing rejection in a way that is more than most people. And you might be listening to this and thinking like, oh, this is for me because I'm shy or anxious or not as confident. There's something different and bad about me, which we'll also get into in the interview. But the truth is the vast majority of people live a life of habitually avoiding rejection because the vast majority of people, aka all of us, on some level are afraid of rejection afraid of the unknown, afraid of taking a risk and getting a no or getting a no thank you or getting a get the hell out of here or whatever we're specifically worrying about is going to happen. Every human shares that. Even the most confident people, the people that appear extremely confident and as if they have no fear of rejection, guess what their secret is? They weren't born that way. They don't have just naturally God-granted high self-esteem. The truth is they faced that specific scenario dozens or even hundreds of times. That is how they gained that confidence in that area. That is how they became less scared of rejection in that area is through massive exposure, massive desensitization. So that's what you're going to learn more about in this interview. How do you do that? How do we all do that? You know, you're going to learn about how we deal with fear about the rejection, why we're so scared in the first place, why does rejection hurt? And he shares some great stories from his own life about how fear is a natural part of the process and how to use fear to guide you. So this is going to be the first half of the interview today. In next week's episodes, we're going to dive into the second half of the interview, which is all about how to do stuff even though you're scared. But first, we're going to look at rejection and really sink our teeth into that. And we're going to dive in just a second. So when I recorded this, uh, his audio is great. Mine, unfortunately, I had the wrong setting. So it was recording off of the mic on my computer instead of this fancy mic that you're listening to me on right now. So my audio is pretty good, but not as awesome. And uh, so you're just going to have to suffer through that. But I'm excited to share this with you. I'm also pumped because in doing this interview, my energy just kept going up and up and up. My mind started cataloging things that I was going to do in my life. And uh, I just felt even more inspired, liberated and empowered. And I trust that it's going to do the same for you. So without further ado, let's dive into my interview with Scott Allen. Expert interview. My guest expert today is Scott Allen. And Scott is an author who focuses on enhancing your life through changing old routines and overcoming self-defeating behaviors. But one of his specific areas of focus and what drew him to me and my attention on him was he helps people deal with rejection. And he believes in taking a series of small actions consistently day by day in order to be empowered and create the life that you want. But he knows that involves rejection. And he's written books uh, called the, such as The Rejection Reset, um, his new upcoming book, Do It Scared. 
and basically how to do what we want even though we're scared and really how to deeply overcome this fear of rejection so it doesn't hold us back in our lives. And I think we're going to learn a ton from him today. So thank you so much for joining me today, Scott. Oh, thank you. I, I, want, to find, I want to dive in about rejection, but I think I have to start with why have you written numerous books on rejection specifically? Well, that's a good question. Um, yeah, I've been writing for quite a while, and uh, when I started uh, when I started writing, I was um, focusing on you know writing a lot of material on personal development, uh, you know, uh, goal building, that kind of thing. Um, but I felt like the topics that I was writing about weren't weren't specific enough, and even though I was kind of passionate about what I was writing about. It wasn't something that, you know, it wasn't like the thing, you know. Mm-hmm. And somebody said to me, like I was telling a friend of mine, they said, uh, you know, I said like, you know, I'm doing all this writing, but I'm not feeling really, you know, I'm not feeling it, you know. And they said, well, what's, you know, you should write about what you know about, you know, and like, well, what do you, what do you know a lot about? And I thought, well, I don't know. And I thought, I thought a lot about it. And I realized, like, um, overcoming fear and dealing with rejection, I guess, a lot from my own, you know, in my own personal life, it's one of the obstacles that's always held me back um, from a lot of things. From, ask, you know, for example, one of the things is, uh, you know, asking for what I want. You know, a lot of people hold themselves back from asking for what they want because they think uh, they're going to get a no. And they don't want to hear that. So that was a, a big obstacle for me. Um, so the more I, I you know, I, I looked into it, I realized like, hey, you know, this is, uh, this is something that I actually know a lot about from personal experience. And the more people I talked to about it, it seemed like it was a common fear, a common obstacle for a lot of other people. So I thought, okay, I can write about this. I can talk about it. And it's a pain point for a lot of people. So there's the possibility that it's going to help a lot of people out. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I did. So I went and I, you know, did a lot of research, um, I guess. And um, I realized, like, actually, look, after looking into it, I realized that they're actually, yeah, I, I found a lot of blog posts and stuff like that. And people were, you know, talking about the ways that they can get over rejection. But there actually wasn't a lot of material on it. So I thought, hmm, this could be an opportunity to uh, expand on it, you know. And, and you know, I'm, I'm, I tell people, like, I'm not a psychologist or anything. I don't have a degree in psychology or anything like that. Um, but I do, you know, I do some research and then just... I draw from my own experiences and I put it into my writing. So mm-hmm. that is great, and I'm glad that you you do that and you share these things because there's a lot of really good stuff in in your material and the books that you write. So the, the place that I want to start with is pretty much everyone universally can agree that rejection is not what they initially desire. It's uncomfortable. Maybe people are totally avoiding it. Or some people are like, okay, I gotta, gotta face it. You know, we grit <laughs> our teeth and we kind of try to push through it. So we'll talk more about about that. But first, I want to ask you, why do you think it hurts so much for most of us? Yeah, that's a that's a big question. It's a good one, though. Um, I think first of all, um, for many people, like at their very core. A lot of people feel this uh, deep, I don't know, sense of defectiveness. You know, like they feel somehow like 
there there's something wrong with them. You know, I mean, I did for a long time, and and I still experience that sometimes, where I feel like this, uh, like I'm defective somehow. Like, um, uh, you know, if if uh, if I try to go after this thing, uh, they're going to reject me anyway. So what what's the what's the point, right? Um, and that belief was so deep seated that. I was setting myself up for rejection before I even took action, right? So I was in basically I was defeating myself. You know, it's a sense of uh, I think I've talked about this it was a sense of like a self-rejection, right? Mm-hmm. And you know that uh, that that can hold you back um, for for decades, actually. You know, uh, and when I recognized that I was actually doing that, and I talked to other people who said, "Yeah, you know, that's actually now that you mention it, like that's the reason why you know." I don't take action because it's not so much that the the other side is saying no or opposing you, and and maybe they are, but it it's it starts with yourself, right? You know, it's like, um, you know, let's just say like uh, I don't know, going back in time, you know, I I uh, I want to ask somebody out, right? Well, before I do, my mind, as soon as I decide that I want to do that, next thing you know, my mind starts working, and it starts to. Th- go through all the reasons why they wouldn't go out with me, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, okay, well, first of all, let's see, I don't have fancy clothes, I don't have this and that and that. And I start going through this checklist, like this mental checklist of all my defects, you know. And once those are all added up, well, then it's it's basically like, okay, well, I'm not doing this, you know, because if I do, she's just going to say, nope, sorry, you're not my type, you know, kind of thing. Um, another example would be, uh, going after, like, say a job that I really want, you know, um, there are lots of jobs that I think I wanted in my life, but I opted to take the jobs that I knew I could get because there was less chance of getting rejected. You know, so if I take this other job that I don't really want, pays less money. Um, I'm not going to have to face that, uh, you know, that shame of, uh, getting that rejection letter in the mail or or maybe, you know, uh, the manager of the company telling me, oh, sorry, but uh, you just don't have the skills that we need. So, um, you know, take a hike kind of thing. Um, so I think a lot of people, you know, they try to avoid rejection by first, you know, they reject themselves and then they follow up with it. Uh, you know, they'll, they'll run through a list of excuses and, and justify the reasons why they didn't go after what they wanted. So. Mm-hmm. So if yeah. you recognize that, then you can turn that around. So Yeah. We're going to pause right here, take a quick break, and then resume with that interview with guest expert Scott Allen. Do you want to rapidly change the way you see yourself? Do you want more confidence and better results in your life? If so, then you need to learn about cognitive rescripting. It's one of the most powerful tools that Dr. Aziz teaches. He is so adamant about everyone learning this life-transforming tool that he is actually giving it away for free for a limited time. Go to www.confidenceunleashednow.com to claim your free copy of Dr. Z's new ebook and audio training program called Rewrite Your Story, Three Steps to Triple Your Confidence. So there's this kind of propaganda campaign almost inside that's like, don't do it. Don't go ask that person out don't apply for that more desirable job here's the all the reasons why you shouldn't do it and that's pushing us not to and then there's also this fear in there that we're somehow or feeling that we're somehow defective we're something wrong with us and is the idea that 
if we were to go for it and the manager were to say, eh, not up to snuff, or that person was like, no, no, you're not my type, that that's somehow, you mentioned the word shame in there too, Would we, we would feel this welling up of I'm not worthy, I'm defective, shame, badness? Exactly, yeah. And, you know, I think that... Um, that, that level of pain is, is different for everybody. Um, and a lot of it can be traced back to, is traced back to, you know, your childhood. Um, if you had a lot of, uh, if you have a lot of issues and, you know, most people do, um, regarding childhood, maybe it could have been bullying. It could have been, um, critical parent. um, you know, anything, anything like that, um, is going to trigger your rejection later on in life. You know, so a lot of uh, these feelings that we have, like, uh, you know, I'm not worthy, I'm defective, uh, a lot of it can be traced back to when we were growing up, we experienced these things, and uh, in order to cope with it, to adapt to it, um, we set ourselves up uh, with kind of like a defensive barrier, where it's like, um, okay, you know, I know that I'm different, you know, first of all, you feel different than everybody else, right? You, different, you feel different from everyone. And because of that, you, you've got this wall where it's like, uh, you feel like you're constantly on guard, you know, you're protecting yourself. Um, so if you ever do come across somebody who's, you know, like later on in, you know, in our earlier years, you're, you're being criticized or you, you, you get rejected for something, um, a lot of people get defensive, right? And um, that's just that's uh, that's just one of the ways that we deal with it, you know. But uh, as I talk about in one of my books, like the way to um, you know one of the ways that to get beyond it is first of all to recognize that it's happening because it's so you know it's so deeply ingrained that you know we're just constantly reacting to the world as it's is you know it's coming at us, telling us no 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 and. You know, we're just thinking, okay, well, everybody's telling me no, I guess it's no, you know, okay, that's it, then I'm going to go back to doing what I was doing, which was nothing, so, um, but when you turn around and say, yes, I'm going to go after this, and okay, you can keep saying no, but I'm going to keep coming for it, you know, and then you keep finding, you keep, you keep going until you find that yes, right? So that's kind of like the attitude that, uh, you know, I'm trying to implement, I'm trying to teach, is that, um, and part of that has to do with, um, I think I talked about it in Rejection Free, is, uh, you know, like desensitizing yourself to it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and yeah. actually, you know, a really good book that I read was by Jia Jiang, and he, um, he wrote a book called Rejection Proof. And um, he, uh, he did something really interesting. He went out and he, I think he shot like 60 plus videos of himself uh, trying to get rejected on purpose, you know, like trying to put himself out there and, and just, you know, he'd go out on the street and he would approach people, uh, you know, like women, for example, he would approach them and say, hey, would you like to go out with me tomorrow night? And they'd be like, no. And so, and he'd keep doing this like all day, you know, um, until it, it didn't hurt anymore, you know. It's like, oh, okay, she said no, well, let's try the next person. Um, you know, he'd go to a, a restaurant and he'd ask the waitress to dance with him, you know. So just like things that most people normally wouldn't do, and he was doing it to, uh, to you know, induce rejection so that it would desensitize his pain of it. So that was really an interesting, uh, I thought, an interesting idea. Yeah, let's talk more about that, about desensitizing mm. ourselves to rejection and the, or the pain of rejection. So what you're describing there is just 
frequent ongoing exposure to it, uh, seeking out opportunities to get rejected. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's a, it's a really, uh, you know, it's, it's certainly an, it's an interesting way to look at it uh, because like I said, our, I think our instinct is to avoid it, right? Um, so when you avoid something, you, you look for ways to stay clear of it, but you, you don't actually grow, right? You don't develop, you don't, uh, you know, you don't overcome this, this obstacle. It's just, it's, it's always there. And because it's always there, you're always trying to maneuver around it or you're hiding behind it, right? So that's why, you know, people will stay stuck in relationships they don't want to be in. Um, you know, they're stuck in jobs they don't want to be in. They're, I don't know, they could be, you know, living in the, the same crummy apartment for 20 years. I don't know. It could be anything, right? But um, because they've never actually, they've, uh, yeah, they've uh, decided that you know they're not going to take action, and because they can't, they don't do that. Um, they're not going to desensitize their fear. And and the thing is, is that you know we talk about desensitizing fear, but it's always you're always going to be afraid of something, right? And that's good because every time you try something new, you take some action, something that you have not tried before. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's maybe as terrifying in the beginning, but the more you do it, the more used to it you get, you know, and that can go, you know, so once you've achieved that thing, then you can go for something else that's higher up on the plateau, right? So it could be, yeah, I mean, an example would be like, I went back to Canada last year with my, uh, with my daughter and, uh, we went, uh, I think it was uh, was at line zipping one day, and I'm afraid of heights. You know, I'm really afraid of heights. And we went up on these like, basically, it's like these lines between the tree. I don't know if you ever tried it, but it's like these lines between the trees, these zip lines, and you have to go zipping across. And we started out on the junior course, and as the course uh, progressed, um, it got a bit higher. And we got to this one area where it was actually like I think it was like a 20 meter. Uh, valley, 20 or 30 meters, it was really high anyway. And, and basically how it works is you get to the point in the course where you can't actually get down, you can't get down. The only way to do it is to A, call for help if you get stuck. With, in, in that case, the staff will come, they'll rescue you from the tree, it's very embarrassing. <laughs> um, and uh, if you do it, I think if you do it three times in a row, they'll give you an orange hat that basically says, you know, I'm a chicken and I didn't, I couldn't complete the course. And we'd already done it twice because my daughter got stuck and we had to call for help. If we did it a third time, I would have had to wear the orange hat. <laughs> so there I am stuck on a tree. Um, she was actually on the ground watching. She, uh, she wasn't doing this one. And I was showing her how it's done, right? Because I'm, I'm daddy and I'm going to show you how this thing is, you know. Step aside. But, exactly, yeah. <laughs> so there I am on this. And I didn't realize that at the end of this um, route, I couldn't see the end of it because it started way back. And you know, I didn't realize at the end of it was this big drop. And I'm like, wow. And next thing you know, there's all these people watching because I'm up in the tree just kind of holding things up. And I had two choices. I'm going to call for help or I'm going to jump, right? And um, I didn't want to do either. So there, And that goes back to like, you know, a lot of things in life were like, you know, we just kind of stay stuck because we can't uh, can't decide or can't take action. So I just thought, okay, that's it. I'm jumping, and I did, and I was terrified. But as I'm zipping along this thing, and I think probably from the tree to the other side of the valley, it was like a good forty meters, and I was moving fast. You know, 
feeling the fear all the way. And, um, but by the time before I got to the end of it, like, I felt like my, my confidence level had gone from zero right up to, you know, it had just skyrocketed. You know, I got to the other side, jumped off, and I was like, oh, that wasn't so hard, was it? Uh, you know, and um, I felt like if I had to do it again, I could have easily done it again without, the, without as much fear, right? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like uh, just an example of how I desensitized myself to getting over that, uh, that hurdle, you know. I'm still afraid of heights, and I think that if I had gone to the next plateau, there was other higher places. They're like like 50, 60 meter drops. I would have been more afraid, you know. I would have been had more fear because I hadn't gone to that level yet. And so that's what I, I look at, like you know, tackling rejection is, or any fear for that matter, um, is, you know, if there's something that you want to do, you know, go and do it. I mean, the, the worst that can, the worst case scenario is you're going to get a no. And what we, what we, what we call rejection is, uh, you know, it's really, it's a deep seated form of fear where, um, we don't, we don't want to relive that feeling of, you know, defectiveness or, you know, I'm not worthy. Like all those uh, feelings we had growing up where maybe, like I said, you know, you were criticized or put down, maybe, Whatever it is that happened, you know, every time we get rejected later on, we're reliving that pain, which is what we want to try to avoid. And that's how, you know, I guess that's how people um, end up getting stuck and, and not doing it scared. So we're going to pause for just one more moment and then return to the rest of the interview with guest expert Scott Allen. Does working with Dr. Aziz actually work? Can you really break free from social anxiety and live a life of confidence, success and happiness? Here is what one client had to say about his experience. If someone's thinking to come to a weekend intensive with Dr. Aziz, I would say, go do it, go do it. I know he's in Portland, you're probably somewhere in the East Coast or Hawaii, who knows, but I'm telling you, it is worth it. Personally, for myself, I was really skeptical about coming here. Um, you know, flew from uh, Los Angeles, investing all my time, money. I don't know if it's gonna work. There's parties back home waiting for me. You know, friends wanting to hang out with me this weekend. But now that I'm here, now that I'm almost done with this weekend intensive training, I said, well, you know, I'm not this, this Sunday now, and I'm not the same person as I was when I was Friday. I have like this whole settled mentality. I just feel like. I am unstoppable. I can do anything. Uh, the world's mine. It's really, uh, it's awesome. To get started on your journey towards lifelong confidence with Dr. Aziz, simply go to socialconfidencecenter.com forward slash coaching. Yes. And what's coming through loud and clear in that story, which I love, by the way, and, and what you teach is that we have a the choice and the choice is to not take action to avoid which there's all kinds of consequences in you know you mentioned being stuck in the same apartment or the same job or not having a relationship or whatever it is because that's what we limit ourselves to and that the the pull or the draw is to move towards what we want and in order to do that we have to be willing to face this fear to step by step do it again and again. So the question I'm curious about is what have you found in, in your own experience and writing and working with people and coaching? Is it 
for each person different? Because I know a question that many people have, and I have had too. When we're working on something that's sort of our big thing, our volcano, there's a thought of like, geez, well, how many times do I have to approach? Or how many times do I have to practice this thing before this fear starts to go away or maybe even be totally gone? Mm. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I'll give an example. Um, yeah, you're right. Like, uh, for example, you know, like everybody has, you know, we're all afraid of different things, right? Um, and one of my biggest fears has always been public speaking. Um, now, several now I, for me, I uh, for many years I avoided public speaking at any cost, you know, and that includes like interviews or, you know, that's why like I love writing and putting my stuff out there, but. Uh, when people would ask me for an interview or, hey, can you do, uh, can you, can you give uh, some lecture on this? I'd be like, well, let's, no, actually, I'm, I'm busy on that day. Sorry, you know. Um, I was still trying to avoid, even though I was writing about this stuff, I found like there were things that I was still trying to avoid doing because I felt like, uh, you know, who am I to, who am I to talk about this? Who am I to, you know, who's going to come and listen to me kind of thing, right? Um, and in talk, in talking with a lot of other people, you know, they, they experienced uh, uh, a lot of different things. So, like, um, one person, for example, that I was, uh, I was talking with uh, just early, uh, later last year, um, he went to a presentation, or he went to, you know, he went to a, uh, a seminar where he was just, you know, supposed to be listening to some presentations, and uh, one of the presenters um, couldn't show up. Um, now the presenter was uh, going to be giving a lecture on something that he actually he knew a lot about, and everybody there knew it, right? <laughs> uh, so he was no, he was, no. and um, yeah, silly. This presenter, uh, I, I don't remember what happened, but he couldn't show up, and he was asked uh, to give a presentation. They had all the slides and everything because everything was set up beforehand. He's like, look, you know, can you give the presentation? Uh, you know. Uh, the presenter can't show, it's in 10 minutes, uh, what do you say, you know, what do you do, right? So you're putting it, you're, pu you're being put into a position where, like, you almost can't say no. It's like when I, when I had the jump, you know, it's like, basically you have two options, right? You either, you either jump or you don't. And if you don't, there's going to be consequences, right? You know, people are going to look down on you, which we don't want that. You know, we've had enough of that already. Um, or you're going to feel that deep sense of failure and it's just going to, um, it's going to validate your, your fears of rejection even more. So anyway, he, um, he, he, he did it, you know, and he, he was telling me, he got up and he was just like, like sweating, his voice was cracking and I can relate to this cause I've been in a similar situation where I was just like, you know, please don't ask me, please don't ask me, please don't ask me. Right. Um, and Anyway, he got up and he did it, and he said, like, yeah, the first five minutes was terrifying, and then he just, something just took over where he just got over the fear. He told himself, this is silly. I'm going to, uh, you know, I'm going to get through this thing, and he did, and when he did it, he said, he, he was, it, you know, he said he was almost cured of that fear. Like, he thought, like, if I got, I got through this, nobody left the room. Um, I think he gave a, you know, he went on for 20 minutes. He uh, made a few mistakes. But he quickly recovered, and at the end of it, he felt uh, like you know a different person. So, mm -hmm. so in that case, that was just a one-time thing for him. That was a one-time thing. He'd done presentations before, but he had time to prepare for it. And that's the thing. Sometimes, like you know, 
we try to prepare for something. We're like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And you can actually get yourself to a point where you're so prepared that you're actually afraid of making a mistake because you yeah. wanted to go perfect, right? Yeah. And he said, like, actually, it would have been worse if he'd had time to prepare for it because he'd given many presentations before, but he said he was always afraid, even, you know, after it was done. He was like, well, thank God that's over, you know, so... Mm-hmm. Um, this was just one of those cases where uh, he had no choice. Um, there was no prep. He just got up there and he just started speaking really off the cuff. You know, he said he even barely he barely looked at the slides. Uh, he was just speaking to the audience. So I really like that story because I think that's kind of you know it's inspiring, right? That brings us to the end of the episode. Almost, we're going to stop the interview for now, and we're going to resume in next episode where we're going to cover the rest of the interview because he dives into more about how to do the things that scare us and, and specifically doing the things that you want, going after what you want, really creating a vision for your ideal future and then being able to go do it and do it even though there's fear and have this courage and consistent action that's going to transform your life. So you definitely want to stay tuned for that. Before then, though, we can't leave without putting all these great ideas into some sort of action. Time for action! Guess what your action step is for today? Oh, yes. Get rejected. That's right. So find a way this week to get rejected at least once. It'll be different for everyone. He gave some examples. Uh, you can find stuff on the internet um, about how to do it. You know, rejection therapy is what some people call it. You can look up Jia Jiang and see what some of his videos and what, and in case you're wondering how to spell it, I think it's J-I-A space J-A-N-G. I'm not sure exactly, but if you Google that, it will know what you're talking about. Or maybe that plus rejection. And you'll find, some of the, find out some of the things he does and just copy them. You don't have to reinvent the wheel here. I'm sure there's a, a thousand and one creative ways to get rejected, but just pick one of the standard ones and, and go do it. I call this rejection practice. And this is one of the things I teach in, in a lot of my programs, um, particularly Confidence Unleashed and at the live weekends, as well as in the dating program, actually, dating at 30 Days to Dating Mastery. But it's rejection practice. It's going out specifically with the intention to get rejected on purpose. Not in some weird socially aggressive way where you're like, hey, you know, fuck you, man. But to just do something kind of benign, a little silly, a little out of the ordinary, ask someone a question, ask someone out on a date, ask someone for something like, can you give me a hundred dollars? See what they say. That's a little, that's one potential right there, but find one thing. And maybe there's more specific things in your work life, in your dating life, in your social life, in your relationships, in your friendships that you could do, whatever it is, get rejected, get rejected before you listen to the rest of this interview next week because if you don't it's all just theoretical you will not progress you will not transform your life you will not overcome social anxiety you will not build extraordinary confidence just from sitting back and intellectually thinking this stuff sounds good and maybe temporarily feeling excited or inspired you must turn it into action you must get rejected so go do that this week and we'll speak again next week until we do may you have the courage to be who you are and to know on a deep level that you're awesome. Talk to you soon.
Thanks for listening to Shrink for the Shy Guy with Dr. Aziz. If you know anyone who can benefit from what you've just heard, please let them know and send them a link to shrinkfortheshyguy.com. For free blogs, ebooks, and training videos related to overcoming shyness and increasing confidence, go to socialconfidencecenter.com.